Hello, and welcome to an episode of Star Wars Generations. I'm Aaron, one of your hosts here. I'm joined today by Alex. How's it going? Today? You act like I'm a guest. No, so no, just like just like you're the one here, not Matthew. Also, oh, oh. I guess. I'm so confused. <laughs> Look, I'm joined here. No, today you've been with our demoted. Didn't you know that? You're not allowed I, on the podcast. Hi. Apparently, I've lost the rank of master. <laughs> Just call me Anakin, I guess. Um, oh, that's what you've always wanted. It is what I always wanted, and what I do anyway. Um, hi, everyone. I'm here. Um, <laughs> Matthew is having some internet issues, so it's just Aaron and I today. Um, Aren't and we're you so glad? Kind of orange, you so glad? They can't see I'm wearing an He's orange wearing shirt. He's wearing orange. It's a half-blood shirt, um, y'all. It, it, it is. I am a huge Percy Jackson fan, and I will discuss that with anyone anytime. But um, today, we are going to do kind of a, an, a shortened episode, but we're going to chat about just some of the traffic we've been getting in the Discord. Yes. I want to apologize first. Yeah. I had COVID for like the last two weeks and was sure. dying. I had I had the coronavirus, Aaron. No, I know. <laughs> um, and I was in a, I was on the struggle bus, so I have not been active on like anything really. Um, I usually super active on Instagram. I posted like once, maybe twice. So I'll be back in it soon. Um, but I am excited to. I, re- I went back and read everything. I'm excited to chat about it with Aaron. Yes, I guess I'll take this time to also confess I have not been as active as I've wanted to be. Um, not in the Discord. I mean, I've hopped in a few times. I've tried to stay active. Definitely more active than Alex. Um, okay. The attacks? But Why? 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 I just have not succeeded at being regular on Instagram. I picked up a second job and I had to do like a ton of online training beforehand. So that was my holidays. But now I am ready to talk about what we already talked about in the Discord. So this is like a peek in for people who aren't cool enough to understand Discord. And for Alex. We're just going through it together. Because I'm not cool enough to understand Discord. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, yeah, this is just – it's also like, you know, you get access to our Discord if uh, you become a member. So, yeah. So uh, it's just maybe a little incentive for folks to, to check it out and consider joining. Hop but, on in. We do fun stuff. There was a period of time where everyone was just sending pictures of their, like, Star Wars named animals. We got a C110 PPER, a chopper. Yeah. Yep. Why did you you said C one ten so so slowly? Um, also, we have a Zeb. Yes, we do, and that's a curly boy. It is a curly boy. Um, Garazeb Aurelius. We 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 love we love we love a good Zeb in the chat. Yep. Um, um, let's see. We got a meme of Mark Hamill at Toshi Station. Toshi Station. Toshi Station. <laughs> Stop. Aaron just likes to hurt me at all I possible I have times. a Midwest accent is my excuse. I'm sorry. Toshi and Tashi. Is that a Midwest <laughs> accent? There's just a right and a wrong way to say it. No, it's fine. Okay. It's like so people, it's let's like get back to the Discord. Rough. Let's get back to the Discord. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. For a moment when Alex first hopped in, people were talking about Revenge of the Sith, obviously. Um, I love to spark Revenge of the Sith conversations whenever I can. He really does. Really does. We got a good Anakin meme. But recently, we were talking about more specifically, obviously, Return of the Jedi. That's what we just released an episode on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's been fun to see people's takes on it. Because obviously, when we talked about it, like, 
I was coming from – specifically about Leia we talked a lot about. Um, and, like, I was coming from a female standpoint and y'all were coming for your uh, from your other standpoints. So it was just nice to hear from other people of both standpoints again. Let's see. Of all the standpoints. But, I mean, it, it, the, basically the, 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 the crux of the conversation centered on – a discussion about like how Leia was portrayed in the movie, and if what would you say, Aaron, that you know if she was portrayed a little watered down, if her portrayal kind of took yeah. away from her strength and badassness. Yeah. Basically, just the conversation around like was you know George Lucas was trying to make her a little softer in this movie, but was it too far? Did it take away the person she had grown into and has been since the start? And so, just kind of discussions of like. Well, she doesn't come off as very powerful in this movie, but it's just recognizing she does still have power, you know? Because, like, she literally used the chains of oppression to kill her oppressor. Queen shit. Yeah, yeah. But I know, we, don't, we, did, we did talk about it in the episode, though, like, could that have been done without a skimpy bikini? Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. you know, you, you could have put her in you know rag ratty clothes you could have just you know you could have you could have like left her in the uh bounty hunter outfit she was in maybe tear it up a little bit um to you know show there were signs of torture or struggle and then throw the chains on her and like Mm -hmm. you would have gotten the same impact of her taking over the oppressor but feels that they just you know i mean it was 1983 um and i guess for lack of better terms like you know sex sells and so they decided they were going to try and like sexualize Carrie Fisher in an effort to not only get people to the movie and drive people to the movie, but like sell merchandise, sell posters. Like there was an entire, um, there's an entire photo session, um, where, you know, they had her at the beach Mm -hmm. in that outfit. Didn't, weren't there like fucking like Jawas or Ewoks in the ocean with her? I don't know. It was, it was, it was, it was weird. I'm going to, um, uh, go ahead and say something, and I'm looking it up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so just, like, where that plot point of her, you know, killing her oppressor is, like, strong, like Alex is just saying, like, it's taken away, and, like, people were saying back and forth in the Discord, like, it's taken away or cheapened by the way that they chose to put her, like, yeah, they, the clothing. Sorry. They, they threw her in the ocean. If her, this is for Rolling Stone magazine. And they had waves crashing on her. They did a photo with her sitting on a towel with an Ewok, uh, Darth Vader, and a Gamorrean guard holding a beach ball behind her. <laughs> um, and, like, I I don't know. Like, I get, like, it's a little silly and funny for us now. But, like, I just feel like it also just needs to kind of be, you know, talked about more and – you know, we can read some of the messages maybe that was – some of the points that were in the Discord. Yeah. Um, hold on. I need to find – yeah. So I, the first point was brought up by – do you want to use real names or – I think we can just go by the names? username. Okay. So uh, Alduin, Skyrim reference. Love that. <laughs> um, you know, the, kind of the first comment that was brought up, uh, you know, he said that – uh, I also want to make a comment about Leia and Return of the Jedi that both my wife and I had. Leia was not a very strong presence. She was in Episode 4 and 5. 
she was quite weak and sort of sappy in a way. Neither of us liked her Return of the Jedi because she was portrayed that way. She was a badass in the first two movies, but watered down and blah in the third. A little disappointing for Lucas to stray from the strong female character that he had built up. Um, and then we had Visage say... <laughs> Guys, if you what? just saw the, the hand <laughs> flick he just did. <laughs> Visage. Um, uh, Leia was my hero. She was a strong female leader and knew... And sorry, she was a strong female leader. Visage said, Leah was my hero. She was a strong female leader and knew it. I know Carrie was not in a good place in the film Return of the Jedi, and that could be why some scenes were painful for me to watch. It didn't stop me from watching it 700 times, though. And there was a winky face emoji. Relatable. Um, And um, then I'm going to try. I'm going to get this wrong. I apologize. Huh? What? Say it. I said Corsicano. Corsicano? Corsicano. Corsicano. T- it's like TSB Corsicano. Slay. Sorry if I got that wrong. Um, I definitely but, did. Um, you know, he, uh, they chimed in and said, I personally feel Return of the Jedi does little to diminish Leia's strength or importance in the story. In the beginning, she's literally stripped of any protective gear, chained to a male, and literally as vulnerable as she could possibly be. Yet, as Matthew pointed out, we love Matthew. <laughs> uses the very chains of her own enslavement to execute her own ens- enslaver and escape. Fast forward to Endor. She's taken captive by a group of natives who are totally unpredictable yet somehow convinced them to spare her while they plan to barbecue all of the males. <laughs> so and that's why I love Ewoks. Like, they um, know what's up. <laughs> Fighting the, fight the patriarchists is 1983. Amen. Um... Follow that up with Luke revealing her family connection, which ends with Luke basically the only Jedi alive, telling her that she might be more powerful than she realizes. When challenged by Han, she stands her ground, and he relents. During the battle, she takes a round to the shoulder, flips the I love you, I know concept on its ear, and subsequently kickstarts the resurgence of the rebellion on the fourth moon of Endor. Um... She does shoot a stormtrooper and, and commit murder in that moment. Um, finally, she tells Han there's nothing romantic between her and Luke because they're actually siblings before Han can process that. She takes what she wants by kissing him. <laughs> she's still figuring out what everything means after the kiss. I'm sorry. He's still figuring out what everything means after the kiss. Like Han's, Han's a little slow on the pickup, which he always is. Always is. Um, I understand why some might see his weakening of Leia's presence in the installment, but my interpretation was never anything other than Princess Leia is a freaking boss. Who knows what she wants and goes about it in a way that makes sense. P.S. I've been loving the reviews of the movies. Honestly, can't get enough. Thank you. We do our best. Thank you. Oh, my God. You flatter. Um, But, yeah. I mean, and and, and those were some of the main comments that kind of sparked conversation. Um, I just really liked hearing your guys' perspectives. Because, like, we talked it through in the podcast. But, like, I didn't think of all these different sides like seeing the where was it sorry i'm reading aaron's responses right now on the discord that's meta (laughs) um oh yeah just the whole thing about like being taken by captives and like somehow she's their princess like she just just get what she wants and later on like the ewoks come before han you know (laughs) um Sorry, I'm just looking. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that, um, you know, I just want to note that, you know, I, well, I want to keep talking about Leia, but I just want to make a note that while she was the Ewoks princess, I will never think it's, stop thinking it's hilarious that 
She might have been the princess, but C-3PO was their god. Yeah, literally their god. <laughs> like, they would listen to Leia about everything except when it came to releasing all the – Luke, Han, and yep. Chewie. And then C-3PO was just like, I'm going to float up here, <laughs> release them. I'm scared out of my fucking mind, but let them go. <laughs> literally. C-3PO's uh, like, help me, God. Let them <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, it, was really, it was so good. So good. But um yeah I don't know I, I so I never actually chimed in um in the Discord so I can I can give my my spin on it or Please my do. opinion on it um and I would love to hear Aaron verbalize a little more um I would say that for me I can't, you know I see both sides to it I think that she builds through the movie I think that like you know it. And, you know, I want to note that I'm coming from this from, like, a, a, a cis-straight male perspective. So, like, grain of salt and all that. But, I like you know, my perspective from the very beginning was that, you know, we had been building for two movies for her to be the, such a badass. She is in control of so much. She is such a boss. Mm-hmm. And then in the very beginning, like, she, she strolls into Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. She, like, thinks she's going to get away with it perfectly. Like, she thinks she, she pulled it off. Very, like, sure of herself. And she's caught. And it feels like almost like a reality check for a minute. And, like, she is thrown as low as they can throw her. And I do not like they put her in the bikini. I disagree with that decision. But I, like, the role of her becoming a slave for this period, you know, it really, like, it's like a humbling moment. It's like it throws her down to the very bottom. And then throughout the movie, I think that she rebuilds up that badassness in a in like almost like doubling it down like like I think that moment might have taken away an ounce of her confidence or courage but then she turned it back so quickly I mean she murders Jabba like you know like was said she goes on not only does she like she runs out like like Leia hops on the speeder bike first in Endor and Luke has to jump on behind her like yep. Leia is ready to chase these stormtroopers down um and and, like, I feel like Luke is kind of playing catch-up with her. And then, like, you know, like was said before, um, you know, in the Discord, she is able to convince the, the Ewoks to, to like, accept her as a princess. She also, like, kills a bunch of people in this movie. I mean, like, she she just stands up for herself. And I think she rebuilds up the badassness throughout the film and to the end where she is fully back to that to that badass self. Um, so it always feels like just, like, a... A, a momentary dip in her character arc, like a moment of conflict that she then overcomes and comes back from possibly even stronger. Um, and that was always my take in it. I, I don't think she was watered down as a whole, but I do think that Lucas, you know, definitely like probably went a little too far with how much he chose to like water down Leia's uh, strength in that in that moment. Um, Aaron, what do you uh, what, what's your take on it all? Did I call on you too early? No, I just lost my train of thought because I started reading something. Mm. ADHD, folks. ADHD. We all have it. Um. Yes. Yes, I'm following. Okay. I. Yeah, it's like a nice little character arc they take her on. I mean, the slave outfit is just a no, always. Very messed up. But yeah, I agree that it's like she was already so strong and so present and badass and on top of it. That she kind of had to be knocked down to come back stronger. Which she kind of does all the way to the point where, you know, she catches a bullet or a laser to the shoulder and she's just like, flips the I love you, I know. Like a badass. 
Like, she really, I feel like Han is pretty useless on Endor. Like, he helps out, but he's just kind of there from time to time. And she's really on top of things. Han threw a bag of explosives, the entire bag of explosives, (laughs) away. He got captured. Yep. And then he failed to hotwire open the door. Yep. My point. But I love that man. Love him. I mean, I'm glad he was there. Don't get me wrong. He's always pretty. <laughs> but yeah, so she really true. slayed that. Um, another thing that Visage said in the Discord was how the line, but these are my friends, and how she delivered it felt like almost a little too vulnerable for who she was. It's like, because how she's been so far, like, she's going to, sorry, this is me now talking. But how she's been so far is very much, like, to question and, like, um, what's it called? Challenge people. Like, even when things aren't bleak, you know, she, like, stands up for what she wants. And I agree, like, mm-hmm. that phrasing, and I do remember the way she delivered it. It's much softer from, like, everything else she's done. So you could look at it a few ways. It could be, like, she – the Ewoks are, like – don't really speak the same language like they're spooked easily she's just trying to like explain maybe they're little um also they were very small a lot of them were children inside and carrie would feed them cookies and it's so cute (laughs) i mean i think that like you know in that moment you know but these are my friend like i don't i think she recognized there was some danger but maybe realized that like if push came to shove, like she trusted that Luke could get out of it, or like you know, True. that that like some, like there were there there they weren't in like they weren't going to immediately die. Um, I also think that like you know in that in that delivery, um, I don't know. I feel like you know, I think that it's easy to harp on it and nitpick in the Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. That is our mission goal and duty honestly <laughs> in life is to nitpick however um i do think like you know it was said that carrie was really going through a really hard time i mean we have to remember like between you know the substance use um you know and we can get into like you know harrison ford's yeah and hers relationship which is problematic in its own yeah ways um, like she had a lot going on for her, and mm. you know, I think that in that moment, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe that's just the way she chose to deliver it, and and we can look past that one little moment. But if we want to nitpick, I don't think I don't know. I never interpreted it in any way as like yeah, like it never caught your attention. It never caught my attention as like kind of weak willed. She's just like, but these are my friends. Like, you know, what What <laughs> do you go. mean? Like, let him go. Like, <laughs> um, and I don't think that she felt threatened by the Ewoks because they'd been so accepting of her. And she was just pleading with them to, like, let him go. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. I get that. And, like, that's the thing is, like, neither of us really noticed that line. So it's interesting to hear, like, how it stands out to other people. And then we both get to talk about it because they have to listen to us. No one else is here. Yeah, I really thought that today was the was the first prequel was our first Phantom Menace episode. Like our, our rewatch, I rewatched our first... the movie. I just finished it. Did you just sentence at all? Ago. 
No, I'm gonna start that over. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I really thought today was um, our review of the Phantom Menace, and so I had just watched the whole movie and was fully prepared to, to talk about it. And then Matthew was like, "All right, time to do the you know we got to do the um, original trilogy recap." And I was like, "I thought y'all did that while I had COVID." And then Matthew was like, "We have internet issues," and I was like, "Well, you don't want you don't want the two people who were prequel apologizers to be on air alone during that, so this is probably for the best." Mm-hmm. And now we're here talking about this instead, which I think is honestly better. Yeah. I mean, we do still have to wrap up the original trilogy. Yeah. At some point, the three of us. We'll do that. We'll do that with Matthew, though. We need Matthew here for that. Of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> I, I also want to point out that since Matthew's not here, what they had said. Yeah. Um, so they said in many ways um, they were showing how Leia had a lot of strength beyond just combat. She had diplomacy in ways the boys didn't, but in a movie that confirmed she was strong in the Force, I wish she'd gotten to show that a little. Helped work with her father in some with their father in some way, but I also agree we can take a lot from how she's able to find and use power in situations set up to make her seem weak. And I mean, I think that like what Matthew's saying is fair. I also think that I agree in that like I don't think you need to give Leia the Force in that moment. To convey her strength, I think she, like Luke. Luke is whiny and like needs the Force to show his strength. Yep. But like Leia, her just presence, her will, the way she carries herself and talks, conveys that power and that strength in a way that I just don't think. Like I think injecting Force powers or like you know stuff like that would have felt extra, and also like. They build throughout the movies Luke and Vader's connection and not Leia and Vader's connection. So I don't think she would have had a, a felt a connection to Vader if they had included him, her in some of those scenes. Um, I think she was exactly where she needed to be. Yeah. She was ex- doing what she needed to do. She was on Endor. Um, and she was, you know, helping lead the rebellion to victory um, on the ground. Yeah. Literally boots on the ground. And, correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, do you remember seeing any other women on the ground at Endor? Nope. I mean, there might have been um, a background character from the Rebellion who was a woman, but I don't know if they had any extras that were women in that scene. I would have to go back and watch it more carefully. Yeah. But I think that she really went down there and just said, I cannot leave the fate of our galaxy in all of these men's hands. I will take <laughs> charge. And she simply did. She said, oh, I simply cannot let this stand. I must do something. I mean, like, Han's great contribution and great plan was to basically try and f- – to fake, like, to, to lie to the people inside. He just played – his stupidity just played on the stupidity of the Imperial men um, to succeed in getting the door opened. But every, every other moment, it did not feel like he had any control. Yeah. Leia released late on Endor. What can I say? She's a baddie. That's why Endor Leia is now on the Star Wars game that I play. Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I want to note that I think that 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 game needs to sponsor this podcast because Aaron mentions it every Every single episode. episode. And I think that we need to get a sponsorship. Some people in the Discord are on that game and we we chat about the game. Oh, I noticed. Oh, I noticed. Oh, okay. You have your own little clan forming. Yes. I'm trying to recruit Matthew. Do you want to talk about some of the Keller and Beck stuff? Which ones? I can scroll up. Um, no, it's after, actually, I think. Or maybe, I oh. don't know. But um, 
Corsicano, TSB Corsicano. Oh, Kellerin and Beck, Kellerin and Beck, Kellerin and Beck, Kellerin and Beck, Kellerin and Beck. I thought you said, never mind. I thought you said Killer and Beck, like th- wait, three words. Nope. I, I was confused. So I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I actually, no, I, yeah, I totally, I was very excited when, uh, when, um, because, you know, uh, as a person of color, I, I have 100% like, fought, like was very upset the more I learned about on my best treatment during Phantom Menace and it made, it actually made it hard. And I'll talk about it when we talk about the episode, it made it harder to watch the episode this time, knowing how he was treated. Um, but I remember when that, when that, you know, we, we've been wondering who saved Grogu from the temple for so long and that episode got released this year. Yes. I should probably step back and explain what we're talking about. No, you go from here and I'll, I'll go back with the quotes. Okay, cool. Um, and I love that we can just edit this around. But um, No, we're not going to edit it. Oh, you're just going to make me seem stupid. Cool. Um, well, no, but we're just... Ka- I'm kidding, Aaron. I'm kidding. Matthew hates listening to episodes we record by ourselves. <laughs> um, so Keller and Beck, um, for those who don't know, is the Jedi played by Ahmad Best who rescues Grogu from the Jedi Temple in the Mandalorian flashback. And when I have been waiting to find out who saved Grogu, um, I was a big proponent of the R2-D2 save Grogu, Grogu theory for a long time. Yeah, I liked that. Um, but when that elevator opened and I saw Ahmad Best, when I tell you I gasped, <gasps> gasped. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. They did my man right. They brought him back. Yeah. And then I like, started reading all these articles that were out about, like, all the efforts that have been made to apologize, make amends, try and make up for the way he was treated and what had gone on. And the fan base has welcomed him back with such uh, open arms. Yes. He also, like, I don't know if it's still ongoing, but there's, like, a game show on Disney Plus where, like, yeah. it's called, like, Young Jedi or something. I don't think it's Jedi ongoing, master. but yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it was some, but he was, he's, like, a Jedi mastering, like, kids competing in this little game show. It's mm-hmm. reminiscent of, um, uh, oh, God, hold on. Hold on. Don't go anywhere, folks. Um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. I uh, couldn't remember the first few words of that. That is before even Aaron's time. Oh. Um, it, it was the it – uh, it, it aired before my time too, but it was on replay a lot. Uh, 1993 to 1995, it was an incredible little game show on Nickelodeon for, like with kids, for kids. It has a very like, cult following. Um, but it reminds me of that. But it's Star Wars themed. And I'm my best host that. Um, he's now in The Mandalorian. You know, he has this whole new character after him. And it's amazing. It It, it is just beautiful. It's so and awesome. And now, Aaron, can you go back and explain why I'm rambling about this? Yeah. So it kind of came up in the Discord. Um, as I was saying, TSP Corsicano brought it up and just said... Um, there's a podcast called The Redemption of Jar Jar Binks in which Ahmad Best talks about the whole experience he had becoming Jar Jar in the aftermath and, re- aftermath and reception of how it was received. One thing I found especially interesting is he talks about how Jar Jar was labeled as horribly racist, oh, as a horribly racist stereotype with all the mannerisms, movements, inflections, and accent being targeted as evidence of said racism. This was a huge factor in his depression and suicidal ideation because these things he did as Jar Jar actually date back to when he was a younger man and would do silly movements and voices to entertain his cousins and younger family members. He personally brought those aspects of his life to performing. So when people were ripping on Jar Jar for being so disrespectful, it had a profound impact because everyone was basically telling him they hated him 
or no, telling him he hated himself and his own family and ethnic background. He had all these high hopes for the future and those hopes were completely dashed. I just think it's important the distinction to make because while there are other examples of problematic racial portrayals, I can't reconcile someone being accused of racism against himself just because he was being himself. So if you guys want to go listen to that, again, that's the redemption of Jar Jar Binks. I have not hit it up yet, but it is on the list when I have time. Like I said, I'm studying. But I think that's something that would be good for all of us, just to go and listen to Ahmed Best talk about it and, like, his experience. Because I never would have known. Like, we all assumed that all of that was racist, um, like, directing. Yeah, it was racist. Racist. Racist wow. directing that, by George that was Lucas. Racist. No, I'm kidding. Whoa. <laughs> um, and I think some of that is still true, especially throughout The Phantom Menace and The Attack of the Clones and all of the prequels. Like, that is very true. But it's interesting to hear that it's like not all of it was directed. Like, this was just an actor bringing himself into a role and people having such a critical lens on that and who he is as a person was just so harmful. So I think. It's important as fans to be aware of these things. And yeah, and we're going to talk. I mean, I have a whole note for the Phantom Menace. We're going to discuss in length the you know the racist undertones that exist in that movie and in the prequels as a whole. But that's really it was really interesting for me to see that as well. And I do want to take a listen to that um, because I think that you know it 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 just it was the fact that it existed in that movie with all the other racial stereotypes that exist i think just if he was just being himself and being silly it was just lost in yeah. all the other stuff around it um but it was a really good point to bring up um yeah yeah not everything you see on the screens is exactly what you think it is shocking i know it never is it I never know. ever is um, was there anything else that we wanted to point out in? Oh yeah, right here. Just um, how cool we are. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should join the Discord. How you do that? You can join our little members. Woo! Um, so it's five dollars a month. Yeah, and you get ad-free episodes. You get little after conversations. We're going through the book from a certain point of view which is just retellings of A New Hope from side characters' perspective or characters you didn't even know were there. So, yeah, we have a fun one to talk about today. Yeah, that was kind of our little Discord preview. What you got yeah. to say, Alex? Um, no, yeah, t- yeah, just today Today was just a, kind of just a little short episode because we, we lost Matthew last minute. Um, but we wanted to kind of just take the time and the space to – to show extra appreciation to the folks that listen to the podcast and, and actually seem to give a crap about what we say. <laughs> I appreciate um, and listen, it. <laughs> and listen to our ramblings. And I will apologize in advance for what you're going to witness when we get to the prequels. Oh, my God. Um, I need to get the cameras the up Sith. and running. Yeah. There's, there's, been dis- there's been talk. There's no final plan. There's talk of us all watching Revenge of the Sith together and a camera being set up <laughs> so we all can see – me watch that I forgot movie about because that. It, is, it is a spectacle in itself that should to just be watch my content. facial reactions. <laughs> that should be member only. That should be like a special level of you membership gotta pay the only big content. Bups. I, you know, I should be, I should be pay-per-view is what that should be. 
<laughs> well, that's going to be ridiculous. I mean, you, y'all got to see me. I, oh, I didn't send this to you yet, Aaron. Oh. Um, Matthew, you can cut this if it's irrelevant, but Aaron, someone <laughs> spent three years remaking the battle on Mustafar in perfect Clone Wars animation. What? I cried oh when God. I watched it. Oh, my God. Send it to me. Oh, my God. I will. It, I mean, it's perfect. The battle is perfect. Uh, it's a little clunky, a little bit. They, they go through, like, Padme dying, obviously. So, for some, it's a little clunky. But it, holy cow. Tears to your eyes. Was perfection. I will cry at any any level or sight of that uh, of that scene. So, But, yeah, members, um, if you want to stick around, we are going to discuss um, – I believe it's called Rights, which is the next story in mm-hmm. uh, in the book. And yeah, what are and your for, um, what are your tags? Where are you at? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I'm on Instagram at alexcorman12 with a K. Um, I'm a photographer. I take lots of fun pictures. So oh, I also I'm gonna pub this for the first time. Do it. I have a Substack. Um, if you all are interested in film photography that I just kind of write little, do little experiments right about film photography. What's a substack? Um, it's called the twin lens gazette. If you just look that up on substack, you'll find it. I post once every two weeks. Um, a little email gets sent to you. They're usually like less than five minute reads. They're very fun and quirky. or just a passion project, but check it out. So cute. And then Aaron. Yeah. I'm at lady tunnel creates on Instagram and TikTok. Like I said, with the other stuff, I just have not been as active as I wanted to be with the holidays, and I had an injury, and then I had family stuff going on. So you know what? I'm getting back to it. Um, If you've been around, sorry for the hiatus. If you want to join, I will still keep posting things. TikTok is a lot of, like, progression of what I'm doing, and Instagram is more, like, finished photos for the most part, some of which I will be getting from Alex sooner than later, right? Uh-huh. Yes, you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aaron is a superstar cosplayer. Um, Thank you. And as soon as that Shin cosplay is done, perhaps we could have a conversation. I'm working on it. About Mystique and Poison Ivy and all your other 8 million characters. So exciting. So fun. I'm so excited to get into, like, heroes and villains. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. That's me. Matthew is at the Ethical Panda Podcasts. I believe that is on Instagram. Um, let's see. Our Twitter is SW capital G generations. So stop by tweet us. Um, I, yeah, we, we tweet, we tweet. I, I don't tweet. I don't tweet at all. Yeah. Um, you're going to have better luck. Instagram for me. That's lady Tano creates, as I said before. Um, but we also do have an Instagram for the podcast. It's, um, the same handle, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, it's at SW Generations Pod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Swag. So send your thoughts to that podcast. Or, oh my God, to that Instagram, please. I will be posting little headliner clips of the funniest things that we say on there. Aaron hates posting headliner clips of my voice in them, though, in case no one noticed. You say you listen, you hate listening to your own voice, so I just assumed you'd look at her posts, so I didn't want to, you know, grind your ears. <laughs> it's so true. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Sorry it was kind of long-winded, but that's what you get when you get us. So if you don't like it, you can just come back when Matthew's back. Um, 
Thanks so much for joining. We'll see the members later. Stay classy, Naboo. It's gonna be all right, kid. I guess we need to do one for Matthew, too. We have spoken. We have spoken. Spirit.